You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast, a Night Shift Radio original. Every week, we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. Somehow, it feels like every week we come back and we do this, and it's like it's been like three months. It's literally been a week. It has been a week. I know. And I felt that too when I came on. I was like, oh, is this our first one since she moved? And I was like, no, we did one last week, but like it feels like yeah. it's been a month. Well, and like Ellen and I were just taking Penelope for a walk just just before we, we came up here to do this. Uh, and she was like, I, it, it's been a week since we did that one, like really long, like after we finished recording last week, we had dinner and then we just took a real long walk all the way down the street to uh, just, just shy of there's a, a fort, Fort McHenry, uh, which if I'm not mistaken was where the, the, the shitty America song was written because uh, the, ah. the the big road here is Key Highway, uh, named after Francis. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So we we did this real long walk, and <clears throat> she remembered it was Sunday because I had commented like it's really weird. There are so many businesses that are open on a Sunday evening, uh, and it was like not late late, but it was like late dinner time on a Sunday. And I'm not accustomed to places being like that many places being open and that many people being out and about. It's Welcome really back wild. to the East Coast. Yeah, right. <laughs> where we don't give a fuck about boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you'll screw your hours. Yeah, screw your hours. So uh, played into a little bit of a, a theme this month. Uh, we, we just came out of our, our chill vibes apocalypse uh, and decided to roll straight into uh, god awful zombie films. So, like full on apocalypse. Uh, we're we're not playing around this time, uh, but with a caveat uh, that the four movies that I selected for the month of June 2023 all look so terrible uh, that the plan is at the end to decide which one was the actual fucking worst. TM. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to be a great uh, exercise in how uh, we judge bad zombie movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, because here's the thing. We, we've talked about this many times before. We've done tons of zombie movies over the past five years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the thing we always talk about is like zombie movies are an easy win. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you just put any simple like we got to find the antidote we're just trying to survive. Like you really, you could do a very simple plot, yep. have a bunch of scenes with zombies, have a bunch of, you know, one person gets bitten and they hide it and then yeah. they secretly turn. And then you have the, the heartbreaking moment where you got to put down one of the people somebody really liked, yep. you know, maybe there's only one or two survivors, you know, it's super formulaic and it's super easy and people eat them up. People uh -huh. love that. I know pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> pun intended. Okay. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and it's super easy to do. So whenever we see, whenever I see a bad zombie movie, I'm always like, "How? How, how? did you fuck up the formula? It's <laughs> so easy, and it, people don't even care that you've ripped off thirty other zombie movies." Oh, no. I mean, Return of the Dead, you know, Night of the Living Dead came out, and like five hundred movies came out after Night of the Living Dead with basically the same exact plot, and they did really well. Yeah, because people just fucking love that premise. Well, yeah, I mean, you have you know the the original Romero series that kind of started it all that we've, we've talked about so, sevens of times. We've even covered some of Romero's later films on the show. Uh, and then you have, what was it, 2000, I think, they did the, the re-release of, uh, of Night of the Living Dead, the remake. And I believe so. that really is what kind of pushed us over the cliff into, like, all zombies all the time, uh, WKZM. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, it, it's... For the most part, even the bad ones are fun. I mean, I have said yeah. and stand by my statement that uh, Zombie Strippers was the greatest film of 2008. And I will I will take no arguments and no questions at this time. Uh, that is simply a statement of fact. Uh, <laughs> and it was a terrible movie. <laughs> Right. I mean, it really is. But you're right, though. Like that was that was a perfect example of a zombie film that did something unique on top of the basic plot, because there is the basic plot in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the guy gets out and there's the, the virus and blah, blah, blah. And the virus leaks and it infects people on top of the fact that they're strippers just made it like an made it a fun film. When I was uh, telling telling Ellen, uh, she'd asked me, like, what? So what's your what's your theme this month? I said, zombies shit 
<laughs> Zambi. Uh, because, of course. Uh, but yeah, like, and here we have, we're, we're kicking off the month of June with a film called Strain 100. And this movie somehow manages to, like, dance near all of the tropes and yet, like, just fumbled the steps at every turn. And that being said, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of a Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight. I'm Sabrina Buckets, and I swear I was not bitten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, the movie we're talking about today is called Strain 100, uh, as you mentioned. Um, the IMDb description for this movie reads, After surviving a terrifying car crash, a young woman discovers that aggressive, flesh-eating zombies have overtaken the entire area. Not ba- really, though. Kind of, but like, kind of. It's not another really. one, like, basically true, but it doesn't. It doesn't tell you anything about the film. Yeah, it's not actually what the film is about. Like, no. that's not what she discovers. That she wasn't even. It isn't even really that bad of a car accident. So, I have to get this out of the way right up front because I don't. I don't understand this film. This film was written and directed by Hassan Hussein, um, who I'm not familiar with at all. Um, but it feels like, okay, stay with me. Cause this gets a little convoluted like the movie. It feels like vaguely Christian anti-vax gun fucker power fantasy, but from the perspective of someone who does not believe a goddamn word that they're saying. And I don't know if that's Hassan's writing and directing, or if it's the acting, or both. But everyone here is kind of going through the motions of being like right-wing gun nuts, anti-vaxxers, but nobody is convincing even a little bit. Even the actual like gun nut YouTubers who were cast as themselves in this film aren't believable in that role, and it's really weird. Yeah, that you know, I I I definitely spent this movie being like, oh, so this is anti-vax propaganda, and yeah. then I was like, oh, well, maybe but it's not. It, I guess it might I don't know because Jesse is very uh, like, you're all fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe I I don't know. <laughs> like it's got very confusing. So we we get this um, this opening sequence, of course. Uh, the world is going to shit. There's a there's a global pandemic. And mind you, this film was released in 2020, so probably probably filmed in 2019, unless they like got on it early in 2020 and managed to get it out. Well, it came out late. It came out in October, so this could have been a pandemic response. It felt yeah. like a pandemic response because the CDC is being drilled by the press. Like there's this this global flu and they even call it that and like you you came up with a vaccine but now people are getting sick again like what do you say to that and the cdc people are just like ah no comment but jesse my daughter if you're listening get to safety yeah it's so it's so wooden it's so like i'm like as i'm saying it out loud i'm making fun of myself but like that's how bad (laughs) it actually was no, the acting really is pretty terrible. Like most, most, I mean, Jesse, the main character is okay, but like it's by comparison that she is, that she is good, I think, because like it's questionable. Yeah. So that's the, the other major issue with this is that uh, there are dozens of characters in this film. There's only one that makes it long enough for you to even begin to care about. And even she is not a well-rounded, fleshed-out character. Like, you you don't learn enough about her to even care if she survives. And she's supposed to be the, the main main protagonist, the final girl, whatever you want to call her. And that's Jessie. And yeah, like, she doesn't have a consistent, defined personality. We don't see any growth from her. We don't learn anything about her. It's so confusing. It really is. You know, here's here's the other thing I want to uh, I want to ask, and I know we'll probably this this will be uh, I'm sure the same question will come up over the next uh, three movies. So we're in a zombie infected world, okay? But no one is using the Z word, correct? Right. This is another one of those films where they don't ever say like, "Holy shit, it's zombies." So the assumption is is that zombies don't exist in this world. Like the concept of zombies don't exist in this world. Which then makes me wonder on historical pop culture things that revolved around zombies. So mm. as an example, Night of the Living Dead was one of the largest horror movies when it released in 1970, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, or it's 1960, whatever. Uh, you know, like 
huge. I mean, like culture defining horror film uh, for when that movie gets released. So that never happened. Seems that way. Seems that way in any movie that came up after that. Now, the other thing that didn't happen is Michael Jackson's thriller that never happens because they are zombies in that music video. True. So Michael Jackson's thriller never happens. That's another huge, huge uh, culture moment. What about the Cranberries smash hit zombie? Right. Cranberry, that Cranberry smash hit doesn't exist anymore. You know, shows like iZombie doesn't exist anymore. Um, Zombieland, you know, hilarious R-rated comedy, did fantastic, spawned a sequel, tons of, you know, very quotable movie. Never happened. Mm-hmm. Doesn't exist. Shaun right? of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Fantastic British comedy movie. I mean, spawned, you know, I would say arguably spawned Edgar Wright's career. Yeah. Uh, never happened. No Not wonder in the this universe zeitgeist. is so bleak. They don't have it, any Edgar Wright films. They have nothing cool. That means I they, know. Have, they have no hot fuzz. No World Ten, yep. no Scott Pilgrim, nothing. Yeah, because none of them ever happened because Edgar Wright didn't get the fame and notoriety from Shaun of the Dead. This yeah. is this is this is insane to me. So I'm like, I think about that and I'm like, this is a world where like so many things about zombies, you know, where people like will go brains, yeah, you know, jokingly, yeah. or people will be like, I'm gonna, you know, play zombie and those all those sort of things. Zombie fun runs don't exist. Call of uh, Duty. Call of Duty, Plants vs. Zombies. None of this shit exists anymore because there's no concept of zombies. That is wild to me to think about, like, such a, you know, what someone would consider if I said, like, hey, what if zombies were never a thing? Someone would be like, oh, yeah, I mean, that would be weird. Like, no, you don't understand. Like, culturally defining things, like major culturally defined things, now no longer exist. That would change the course of history. Yeah. 1968, by the way, was Night of the Living Dead. So that was, Uh, what, uh, 65 years ago? Mm Mm-hmm. Or... Nope, 55, 55. 55. Math yep. is not my strong suit. We know yeah. this. My mom just turned 69 <laughs> nice. Ah, nice. Uh, just the other day, and she was born in 54. Yeah, so, so that would have to be. Yeah. So 55 years minimum of pop culture just has not happened. Uh, just, that's, it, it is really no wonder that like these people are fucking miserable. Yeah. No Rob Zombie. No. He's gone. No, Rob Zombie's gone. He's no not slamming a in the back of Dragulas. No Dragulas whatsoever, man. He can't do it. He doesn't exist. There's no concept. And it's he like, just stayed in what? Typo Negative? What band was he from? Uh, White Zombie. Was White the- Zombie. They don't fucking <laughs> exist either now. That's it. Do you want to live in a world without Rob Zombie? I sure don't. Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> I even got Ellen to admit the other day that uh, Dragula does fucking bang. Oh, it slaps. <laughs> Juniper and I were listening to it in the car the other day, like headbanging. She fucking loves the song. It's, so it's great. Uh, oh, I, I just I, I had something. I, had something. <laughs> I lost it. It doesn't there's matter. Just, there's just so much. Like there's just a lot. So it, it's really weird to me this concept because, like you know, throughout the movie they never say like the only way to kill them is to shoot them in the head. No, not once. Like, they don't have those sort of, like, rules of zombies, but everybody knows, like, if you're bitten, you turn into a zombie. Everybody knows that rule. Yeah, and, like, they they assume it came from an infection, but the, it, it gets muddy even there. But, like, so there's the, the whole, like, you can't expect the characters to know what genre they're in. Okay, that's right. fair, but, like, you should be able, at this point, we have had enough zombie films that at this point more of them should acknowledge in-universe existence of zombies. Like, holy shit, we never thought it could actually happen, but it did sort of thing. Like, even that would be enough to cover the bases for uh, people's behavior in a zombie film. Like, just the simple acknowledgement of like, oh shit, we recognize this. Oh, I'm dead now. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and you know, so that's, that's the other thing about this movie is it introduces a couple of concepts that it does nothing with. Yeah. So one of the big one is how everybody turned. Yep. Um, you know, as you were just saying, it implies that people that got the vaccine turned, mm-hmm. but it also kind of implies that it's not just people that got the vaccine. It's just this virus that goes around and it's spread around a bunch of people in the vaccine, but then it passed into 
the people who didn't get the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, it's very confusing as to how this virus specifically started. Yeah, because they refer to it initially as just like a, a flu, uh, which again leans into the assumption that this is somehow written from a like a far right wing perspective. Oh, it's just a flu. <clears throat> but then the the vaccine comes out and they think we cured it. We got it. And that again, that that kind of hyperbole around the vaccine uh, lends credence to the idea of the perspective that this this is written from. But then suddenly there's this whiplash back where everyone who got the vaccine is now infected, in quotes. But even that in the film gets debated whether or not that's the correct term to use, even though it clearly is because they refer to it being a virus. But then, of course, we have... We have all, all the people who were initially infected, then going out and attacking people, and it happens real fast. It happens, uh, like, even for a zombie movie, it feels like it happens staggeringly fast. But that's also because in the beginning of the film, we don't really get a sense of how much time has passed. We see that, you know, the press harassing the, the CDC rep and the, the CDC person, you know, trying to get a message out to her daughter. And then we immediately jump to the perspective of her daughter, like in a car wreck and then we get a 12 hours earlier so that's the only uh passage of time that we get really is that somewhere between the, like that that entering scene and the like the the car wreck that we see is 12 hours somewhere but we don't know how much time passed before our starting point which is some kids at a camp which is classic horror I, I got to give them that. They, they, they gave us some, some, some real classic horror elements here. Um, but the, okay. So they, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the final girl may as well have been cast as Steve Buscemi. Cause can I tell you I'm jonesing for my phone right now is the most, how do you do fellow kids line I have ever heard in my fucking life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that camp scene was missing was like the gratuitous tent sex scene, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and then it would have been like it, you would have thought it was a, uh, a like Friday 13th movie. Oh, my God. And like, listen, it can take or leave gratuitous uh, tent sex in a uh, in a teen focused horror movie. But let's be real that if a couple of them had been going at it in the tent when one of them like ripped through and just like started chowing down, that would have made for good zombie gore. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so so <laughs> the there's stakes a scene. are very high when everyone's naked. <laughs> yeah. So there's a scene in one of the Friday the 13th movies uh, where um, uh, there's a couple having tent sex. Yeah. 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 And they, you know, they're having sex and I forgive me, because I forget who exactly was on top. I can't remember if it was the guy or if it was the girl. I think it's um, but I think it guy. was the girl. So the girl is on top, and then you know she's doing her thing, and then all of a sudden uh, a like uh, stop sign post goes oh. through her stomach, and then it like rips straight up, oh. and so she's like dangling in pieces, and the guy's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" And then Jason rips through the tent and just you know fucks him up. Yeah. Um, but that's I was like, this is a perfect moment for that sort of scene. That's a classic tent scene. Yeah, we've you know, seen I think that Jason does that in like three movies. We've seen that in a few other like bad horror movies that we've reviewed. Yeah, um, like werewolf movies. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so like that's you know if you're if you're gonna lean into tropes, like fucking give it to us. Just give us I the, mean, the weird tense sex gore scene. Give me the, and the, and the that's people demand the thing, it. And that's the thing about zombie movies is that like you have the formula right there. I mean, there's basically like a script, a script template where you just change the names of the people and change mm -hmm. the city it's in. And then that's it. Your movie's written for you, right? There's yeah. hundreds of movies that are basically the same exact script and they all do okay. You know, they do well enough. Um, what the craziest thing about this is this movie is actually based on a video game. It's based on a survival video game called Strain 100. You don't say. I do say. Oh. I have never heard of this game until yeah, today. Yeah, neither have I. Yeah, I've never heard of this game either. Uh, but it's so, supposedly based on a survivalist uh, game. So that's where I'm like, I'm curious that it's very coincidental the year that it came out where it's talking about a flu-like virus, you know, everybody's shutting down the neighborhood. There's a vaccine that's controversial, you know, but like, uh, is it coincidental? Is it coincidental? 
um, because it's based off this video game, or is it like a let's write now that this coronavirus has hit, let's write a movie and let's base it off this game. Well, and that wouldn't be entirely unprecedented to take something that's based on an existing IP, but then write it from the lens of the current cultural zeitgeist. And as we've said sure. sevens of times on the show, horror in general and zombie movies in particular tend to be something of a reflection of the the current cultural moment. And so like this movie being about... <clears throat> seemingly loosely about covid uh makes sense it does uh it's it's interesting because you don't usually see films at least i don't i don't expose myself to films that would write from this point of view yeah yeah i mean that's and that's another goddamn so, hollywood liberals <laughs> I know, right? and that's another one of the concepts that you know we brought up earlier is it's very confusing it's very hard to be like, who who should I be mad at in this movie? Yeah. You know, like, is it shitty humans? You know, because we come across, like, two of them. Yeah. Is it shitty humans that I should be mad at? Is it the CDC, large corporation? Is it, you know, wh- big who pharma. should I... Yeah, big pharma. Like, who should I be mad at? Because it's all very muddied, and nobody ever takes a definitive, like, this is this, this is why you are upset, this is what we do. Yeah. Like, none of that ever happens. Um, and so, like, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, when somebody, uh, like, does something good, because I'm like, was that good? I don't know. <laughs> are you the bad guy? <laughs> I have a hard time telling. Even Jesse's mom, who we're introduced to, Im- implying as though she's like some big like government representative at the CDC or something like that, uh, which the writers also seem to like assume that the CDC is part of uh, like a branch of the World Health Organization, and I don't know that that's true. I think that they that's are separate true. entities. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. The CDC so. is the American one, and the WHO is the worldwide yeah. one. Yeah. So, and like the CDC and all the other branches of the World Health Organization. Like, I don't. Anyway, uh, she's introduced as though she's a really high up executive at, or scientist at the CDC, but then when. Um, when Jesse talks about her, she just says like, "Oh, she's like a, a you know big shot in, in the pharma world." I'm like that. Yeah, is technically true, but like misleading. It is, and there, and there's a lot of confusing parts about this because again, this is where it you you begin to question whether this was anti-vax kind of propaganda. Is because she very specifically says Jesse says I didn't get the virus, but. Her mom pumped her full of a whole bunch of different viruses when she was younger. So there's also the hint that Jesse might be immune to this virus because she gets bitten, but nothing ever happens with her. But that concept is so like, you know, whereas like the focus of The Last of Us is the idea that Ellie has been bitten and she did not turn. And the folk, the the plot of the last of us is to get her to scientists, to replicate it, to heal the world. Yeah. That is not the plot of this movie to a degree. It's really just Jesse trying to get back to her mom, but not for the, it doesn't seem to be for the purpose of like to save the world. It's just like, no, I just want to be back with my mom, which reasonable. That is a reasonable reason to, to, you know, what she's doing. That is enough of a plot decision. I need to go see my mom, protect my mom under, Understandable, but you have that under there just sitting there and you're not talking about it it's weird but there's also a handful of times and i'm going to pause for a moment you'll notice we're not really talking a lot about specific characters or scenarios outside of jesse and that's because no one is on the screen for more than like three minutes before dying brutally in a manner that typically involves them just fucking giving up uh and so like no one in this film is really worth talking about uh but there are a handful of times where throwaway characters will make some remark like go on and save the world and like but how why who who <laughs> and how do you know that you that she's going to save the world they don't all know she's bitten when she gets to the diner only the one woman knows that she was bitten. Mm-hmm. Nobody else in the diner does. So when, you know, we get to the point where Mark or whatever his name is, uh, the the uh, the young kid. Yeah, Mark. When he was like, you have to go protect Grace. You know, you promised me and go save the world. And it's like, yeah, but 
how do you know she's going to save the world? Like, yeah. what what gave you the hint that she's going to do that? Because you do not know she's been bitten. Yeah. So what makes you think she's saving the world when she very specifically was like, I'm just going to get to my mom in Atlanta, period? And so, okay. It is, like, it is worth mentioning. So Jesse, she she's at the camp. She wakes up in the morning. She hears the, the you know, typical zombie sounds. She gets out of the tent, sees that one of their friends is attacking the other. And her boyfriend comes and tries to help. He gets bitten. The two girls escape because the, the dudes are just fucking dead. Um, and, of course, the girl that's bitten turns in the car. That's what causes the car wreck that we see. Uh, but from there, Jesse is, is kind of like on her own. She stumbles across a house where she <laughs> she runs into a little girl who's been turned, but it's just playing with a pinata and completely ignores her. That's weird. Uh, she finds and, and kills a man uh, who's been turned. And out of a basement comes a woman named Emma. And she's like, oh, like, he wouldn't go away. I've been in there all night. I'm like, fuck, what? Uh, and that's where they have that conversation about um, <clears throat> about um, Jesse being bitten. And Emma's like, when did it happen? And she's like, you know, a couple days ago. And like, that's not possible. Well, it, it did. Uh, so Emma agrees to take her to their, their sanctuary, which is a fucking diner. Like a, like a legit, like D's cafe, D's nuts. Um, and there's the whole thing. Like, don't tell anyone you've been bitten. And she doesn't just explicitly straight up doesn't. And like, while she's there, everyone else manages to die. Literally everyone, like the shitty owner, Roy, uh, gets, you know, ambushed while restarting the generator uh, there's like a, an old couple where one of them just gets sick without being bitten and without having been vaccinated. So that again, really like muddies the, how does this thing spread? What is it? Sort of the question. Cause uh, they do very specifically say nobody in the diner was vaccinated. Yeah, That's something they, that Emma very specifically says. I didn't get the shot and neither did any of my group at the diner. And like, so three, three people stay behind after like shit goes to, to hell at the, the diner, uh, the old couple, including the, the woman who's sick. And then one other woman and they're like, how many bullets do we have? Oh, it's only two. And we see one gunshot. So like, but what happens? Does, does everybody die? Does like, did, you know, two of them kill themselves and let the, the, the old woman turn? Like, I don't know, but... <laughs> Nothing is explained in this film. Not a goddamn yes. thing. And a couple of people uh, end up going with Jesse after Roy dies. The mm -hmm. the ver for no reason, yeah. like super dick owner of the diner. Oh, he's terrible. He's just a terrible he person. But he like, just calls Jesse Miss Thang all the time, and I'm like, which is so fucking awkward. Every time he's like, "Well, Miss Thang over here," I'm like, "What? What? what is, why are you calling her that? Like, I don't understand. What is the purpose of you, Roy? Right." And so he's just a shitty dude. When he died, I was like, huh, fucking, that's what you get, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was very, it was very fit. Like when he died, I was happy, you yeah. know? And then, and then, so a couple of people decide to go with her. So we got Mark and his little sister, Grace. Yep. Um, we've got Emma and then the other guy, which I forgot his name. I don't even I don't remember know if we ever got his name. his name, if we're being yeah. honest. Uh, so some other guy goes with them. He fucking dies five minutes into their uh, adventure. Yeah, they 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 stop on a supply run. They they go inside. There's one zombie. He gets attacked, and he's like, "No, go save yourselves!" And they're like, "All right, guess so." And they like barricade the door with him in there. I'm like, again, every <laughs> almost every person who dies in this film dies because they just completely fucking give up. They don't try at all. It's uh, true. We see the same thing later. They they find. Uh, Emma's sister, who I guess presumably is the wife and mother of the uh, uh, the, the the man and child that Jesse had run into at that first house where she met she Emma. She refers to it as her brother-in-law. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the sister was like, "It was I was too late. I couldn't do anything. And she gets in a car with a zombie and lets it eat her. And Emma's just like, well, I guess that's it for me. And like walks into a crowd and just like, does a does yeah. a, a a crucifix pose and just goes down. Like what? What why? are any of you doing? Why are you giving up so eat? Like it's so fucking weird. It's like and we, then the writers felt like we have to kill everyone in this film, but we don't. We're kind of out of ideas. How so? so 
we're not really worried about whether you care about it or not or plot or anything. We're just going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it leads to Mark, uh, the, the older brother of Grace, who, uh, you know, he he's older. He's in his 20s. Um, you know, so they get to this, like, weird... This is the other thing. They keep stumbling across these weird, like, crazy gun-toting farmers who are like, shoot everybody. Yeah. You know, like, so, you know, he tries to steal them a car while, while uh, um, Jesse and Grace are inside talking to the loony, you know, like, Christofastist, uh, Christofastist uh, farm owner who was like, I need to bless you, you know, with, with bombs or something. I don't even know what he was building. <laughs> the, it was really weird. The farm was supposed to be Mark and Grace's uncle's place. And like, we're going to go there. He was a prepper. It will be safe there. That is one of the few things in this film that makes any damn sense. But they yeah. get there. Uh, Mark, for some reason, goes off uh, and gets in a vehicle and like drives away to like, I don't know, distract the zombies to like to steal the car. Like it's it's very unclear what the fuck Mark is doing other than yeah. getting shot by random farmers who are just like having fun for target practice. Uh, meanwhile, this guy who is who is uh, kind of cosplaying as, you know, Bob, Greg, whatever the fuck the um, the guy's name was supposed to be. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, I totally do recognize my little niece. Grace, you said? Grace. I definitely recognize Grace. Anyway, help me assemble this bomb that I'm going to use to blow us all up. Because uh, actually, Greg, or whatever his name was, was my friend. And, you know, he'd want it this way. Yeah. Fucking, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. It didn't make any sense. It was like this weird, complicated mini plot. There was landmines like, involved. Yeah, I was like, why are we doing this? Like, why are we doing this right now? I don't understand. Like, this seems like such a weird side quest that just isn't helping anything. He's got the the girls at gunpoint helping him assemble this bomb, but when they escape, he does nothing. He doesn't shoot Literally. at them. Yep. He doesn't, as far as we know, he doesn't set off the bomb. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't make yeah. any sense. And in the meantime, Mark ends up getting shot. Mm-hmm. Now it's only Jesse, Mark, who is dying, and uh, mm-hmm. Grace. Mm-hmm. And so they start driving away. Eventually, Mark dies. You know, so they they boot him out of the car and they get, you know, they get to this other farm and this is where they run into the YouTubers yep. uh, who, you know, they uh, apparently have a very large following on their gun YouTube channel. It's like 13 million across several different channels, which, uh, which is wild. <laughs> from from what I could tell, because I actually did read through a bunch of the uh, the IMDb reviews, which are scathing as they should be. Um, yeah. But there are a number of like high scoring reviews from people who are just obsessed with that uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, which is another reason why I think this is like a right wing channel be- or right wing like film, because yeah. like typically. This is a stereotype, but typically it is the far right-wing people who are obsessed with guns, mm-hmm. you know, and who would do those sort of channels. So that's why I'm thinking it might be like a weird anti-vax sort of thing. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, it's it's extremely unclear. But It's very unclear. Uh, but yeah, so, so, you know, they help her out and they give her this Jeep with no doors, which is like the worst possible vehicle you could have in a zombie apocalypse. Cause like while you're driving a zombie could just jump in your car and then you're fucked. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's not much to look at, but it'll get you from point A to point B. Like really buddy. That's, that's the, did did you write that line? Right. Right, uh, like and not not the time and place. And <laughs> of course, there's a, a very very short training montage where the the older uh, gun guy teaches Jesse how to shoot and gives her a gun that'll that'll fit her pretty little hand. And uh, uh, of course, just as they're getting ready to go, they realize that uh, Grace is in fact somehow also infected from I don't know a cut from something a cut yeah. on her leg. It's it's like how did she get it? We don't know. She Grace has never actually attacked, as far as I can recall. So um, this is also, whoo, this is another case where, like, okay, if this virus is so infectious, then why, like, why is it fine for people to just get literally covered in, in blood and gore from infected people? Um, side note, uh, it is worth mentioning one thing that this film does right. This is the only one that I can think of off the top of my head where the protagonist is literally covered head to toe in blood and someone's like, you should probably take a shower before we go anywhere else. 
Yes. Yes, <laughs> I did appreciate that. But that, I mean, that raises a really good point because in the car crash scene, she, uh, she's, you know, she's on the cell, like the, the car's tipped over. Yeah. Her friend is seat belted in and like trying to grab at her and everything, which totally could have just grabbed her. Yeah. Um, it was very obvious, like I'm sort of reaching you. Like it was very obvious that they were holding back. Um, but she eventually, as the woman is dangling over her, she stabs a license plate through her, through her head, but then all the blood rains down on her Straight and her mouth her. is open the whole time. Oh yeah. So like, uh, uh, so it is it's just bleeding on of on of uh all over her like in her mouth like clearly going in her mouth and stuff like that now we know that jesse is immune but like also that's another thing that bothers me about these sort of movies where people's mouths are wide open when blood is squirting at them it happens they all the time they always do it their it's mouths, all the time their eyes like every yeah. possible place like open wounds on their body while their yep. bodies are covered in gore like there are so many vectors for infection that are just completely ignored. Uh, and like at, at the very, very beginning of this film, all the, the reporters are like, is it airborne? Is it airborne? Tell us. Uh, we never know, but airborne or not, we know it's definitely transmitted through bodily fluid. And yeah, blood would be the one blood is <laughs> blood is probably the number one bodily fluid. Uh, yeah. If we're, if we're being realistic here, uh, yeah, which clearly we're not, uh, <laughs> far from it also where far did the it. license plate come from it was just in the back seat none of the cars had yeah. license plates on them so did everybody like when the world went to shit everyone took off the license plates and put them in the back seat just in case just in case yeah they didn't want to get tracked or something <laughs> yeah that was very confusing as well um yeah so so back to this thing so she finally gets the jeep you know first the guy was like well you know we'll take care of gracie like she's gonna turn any minute now she's young the virus is gonna go through her system really fast and you know and then um you know jesse's like no she's my responsibility like i promised her brother yeah like 14 fucking minutes ago who you knew him for less than a day like also <laughs> gracie's just sitting there watching them like I'm sorry, you're, uh, you're, you're trying to decide who's going to do what to me now? Yeah. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah, <laughs> which is also very weird. So eventually she's driving. Uh, Gracie does turn. She's seatbelt in the back. Jesse turns, shoots her, buries her, uh, you know, in, in the ground somewhere, uh, which I don't know how she built, did the grave, um, but, you know, without getting attacked by a zombie, but whatever. It's a Jeep thing, Michael. You wouldn't understand I don't understand any Jeep things. Anytime people says like, it's a Jeep thing, you wouldn't understand. And I'm like, you are I, correct. You are right. I don't understand. It's a fucking car. Like it's not a thing. It's, it's a fucking car. You're just a fucking weirdo. I actually, and you know what? Like I, I, I understand the cultural significance of burying our dead. That's something that humans have been doing for literal millennia. Sure. <clears throat> but in like full on disaster scenarios, when like, bad things are happening actively all around you to stop and dig a hole and bury someone and like awkwardly be like, should we say a few words? No, fucking dump the body and move. Cause and get the fuck out of there. You're dead too. Any other time in this film where they stop moving for more than 30 seconds, they're attacked. And yep. even when they are moving, they're attacked. So how did she find safety long enough to dig a hole? Which would have taken like an hour or two at Easily. least. I mean, yeah, especially if she didn't have a shovel, it would take me Probably significantly longer. Let's be real. Oh, it would take me half a day. Yeah. I mean, at minimum. I've never done a, dug a hole the size of a body in my life. That you know of. That you know of. <laughs> um, how, Sabrina, how, how, how exactly do you know how long it would take you to, to dig a grave? <laughs> I'm just guessing. I don't have any actual experience or anything like that. What a weird question you would ask me. Um, Why would you even say that? Why would you even say that? That's so weird. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. So here's the other part that gets me. So uh, uh, Jesse finally makes it to Atlanta. She gets to Atlanta, and it turns out that her mom is dead. Her mom has contracted the virus somehow. She's dead. She she makes a, a goodbye video to her daughter. The only person that's left alive at the CDC headquarters in Atlanta is the security guard who looks like a fucking WWE model. Um, like Seriously. she like she definitely looks like she's she's like a girl wrestler. Also um, looks like she's never shot a gun in her life. In her whole life, because she also holds the she holds the pistol like where the where the 
thing like cocks and stuff like that she was like holding it like a shotgun like I'm a sorry. pistol like a shotgun do you mean where the gun corks where the gun corks yeah <laughs> turn on subtitles because also those are just ridiculous <laughs> like the, the most like entertaining who, thing about the film was watching the subtitles was and watching seeing... subtitles because 100 percent felt like somebody who like english was like their third language yeah and they were like i don't know this is probably what they said you know <laughs> and like look Cocking a gun doesn't make any sense, but corking it makes even less. <laughs> even less sense. Yeah. <laughs> also, there was a scene with the uh, the YouTubers where the guy, they're like, you know, target practicing in the back and, you know, they're shoot- They're basically clearing the way for Jesse to leave. And they're sitting there shooting zombies and like having a competition of who can shoot the most. And the guy takes a shotgun and like puts it over his shoulders, like on the back of his shoulders, and fires it. And I'd be like, "Well, there goes your fucking ears." Oh God, yeah. Uh, like a, a shotgun like that, like next to your ears, you can no longer hear. Like you, you are fucking deaf for you, life. But will also probably be bleeding from yeah. multiple places from the as kickback well. and yeah, like <laughs> from, you, it would just your, be a terrible experience from your ears rupturing. Uh, um, yeah, just just awful. But like. Maybe maybe they're not affected because the sound is so bad in this film. Ah, yeah, I mean, that's also the case, too. <laughs> Listen, yeah. we have spent 40 minutes or so shitting on the writing and the acting, like the, the execution of this film. Uh, but lest we forget how bad it was technically as well, the sound yeah. editing and design is some of the worst that I've ever heard. The actual editing cuts off entire words or like sometimes scenes just jump in a way that makes no sense. And like you're in you're in the middle of action that wasn't set up at all uh, from from a like a relatively tame scene prior. Like there's just there's so much to not love about this. Yeah. Sometimes there's just like zombies laying on the ground and you're like, how did they get there? And then sometimes they're not there. And then there's like other zombies coming and you're like, well, where do these ones come from? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just it's very confused. Like, it's a very jarring film in the editing uh, and direction of this movie. So the end of this movie, she does get to Atlanta. She pairs up with the security guard. She tells the security guard, like, look, you know, uh, I was bitten, but I haven't turned. And she's like, and the security guard's like, look, there's there's another uh, facility in Washington, D.C. Uh, we got to get to Washington, D.C. Um, to, to go to this other facility. And, you know, uh, that's where they're going to figure out this whole thing. Like your mom said you'd be coming and said you'd probably be the answer. So we're going to go. And she's like, okay, well, you know, unless you can fix my truck, like I, I don't have a way to go. She's like, oh, specifically she says, Unless you have like uh, you have an armored vehicle or something, I don't know how we get there. And the woman says, "I've got something better," and sh- they pull out a motorcycle. And I'm like, "How would riding a motorcycle from Atlanta to DC, which is almost a ten hour drive, like how would that possibly be a better scenario?" Then this, like, this is the worst, like, that sounds like the most uncomfortable scenario in the world. Plus, I don't even think you could get 10 hours on a motorcycle without having to stop for gas. But, like, the armored truck, I feel like, would be more convenient, less dangerous, you're, you're way less exposed. Like, it just seemed interesting. It seemed like a weird choice to be like, this, this crotch rocket is better than any armored vehicle for a 10-hour drive. It was, it was very uh, peculiar, I would have to say. But, like, so that's just how the movie ends. So the assumption is, is that Jesse is going to get to D.C., scientists are going to do their thing, and then there's going to be a cure. So this is where the other weird part about this movie ends is it ends with this, like, far-reaching, like, futuristic technology that we've had no inclination that exists in this world. So what they basically do is they take Jesse's blood and they synthesize it to like an antidote, basically. Uh, and then they they fly over the world. Uh, and um, the, the, so they fly over the world and they they spray this stuff on it. And that supposedly is what's going to save the world. I mean, that, that might have been one of my favorite moments when the security card says, no, I've got something better. And I'm like... It's not going to be. It's definitely not going to be. And of course, then it's like you said, it's a fucking crotch rocket. <laughs> like, makes no goddamn sense. But of course, of course, they're off to DC. 
uh, because there's another lab there which is lifted straight out of The Walking Dead. I mean, that was the lie that Eugene told to to save his own life. Uh, so uh, they they did manage to to lift one thing from a, a good property. Yeah. <laughs> they got there eventually in a roundabout way. Oh my god! But yeah, dr- drone delivery. I think they might as well have like if they really wanted to go for the the right wing like hat trick, they should have made the delivery through uh, airplane contrails. <laughs> yeah, kept trails. Yep, that's that that would have like really done it for everyone. I you know there there is this crazy subsect of like far right wing movies. You know we've seen them with like you know Trump as the hero of the world. Yeah. you know type deals or like you know it's it's you know fighting for freedom. Like it's very you know militaristic. You know which you know the far right really really loves that yeah. concept, which is weird because they're all a bunch of pansies. Um, but like you know so it's it's just it's a weird like there's that whole genre of films and they're all just terrible. It's like all Christian films are just fucking garbage too. Really, like they're just not even objectively good. Yeah, they they really are. And I've 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 watched more than I care to admit. Uh, and they're they're never good. Uh, they're never be- good. Yeah, just because they're 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 just feeding into the very specific expectations of a very niche audience uh, who does not critique or criticize anything when presented as like this. This is relevant to your interests. Like, cool. Yeah. Then I will consume it. Um, yep. And <laughs> ask me how I know. <laughs> yeah the entire first half of my life oof that's a rough life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's no bueno life yeah yeah um yeah. but of course yeah a, a several hour uh motorcycle ride riding backwards and somehow nailing perfect headshots from the backseat of a, a motorcycle while riding backwards and not hanging on to anything uh is definitely how i expected uh jesse to go out in this film yeah, you know, and that's the other thing about this movie is that Jessie is also very good in combat. She's very good, you know, she has good aim. You know, she knows how to handle a gun. And it's like, we give no backstory for her to be like, oh, well, I was in the military or like, oh, I was a cop or like, there is no explanation for why she is so good at everything. And that's also something that is questionable. Like, cause every time she's like doing perfect, like holds and like release moves and like punching and kicking and like, you know, rolling away and like reloading guns and shooting. And I'm like, how do you know this though? Like, what did you do? That's the thing. Like some movies in this niche will acknowledge that, like whether or not someone has had training, or will maybe even like provide training. Like we had the the really short, weak training montage with uh, the gun guy, um, but very few ever acknowledge how uh, seemingly everyone, whether they've ever held a gun in their life or not. Uh, you know, or, or they're like a professional marksman, uh, somehow manages to nail perfect headshots regularly. Yeah. It, it's not easy without lots of practice. It's, That's it, not something you just sort of pick up and do. It's not easy without lots of practice against stationary targets, much less one that's running at you. Because that's something we yeah. didn't mention, that this is the fast zombie trope, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. Um, you know, they say that the the strain turns fast. You know, it basically goes from like you get a fever, you look weird for for a few hours, and then that's it. You're turned. So this is a this is a quick transition mm-hmm. um, to it. But it's fast zombies. Yeah, they be they be chasing. Yo, they be chasing. They be so, chasing. That's so that, for sure. That is our 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 first installment uh, for the the tournament of the worst zombie movies uh, this month of June. Uh, Michael. Should they watch it? No, there's no reason to watch this movie at all. It's fucking terrible. It doesn't have any redeeming qualities in it whatsoever. It's like this, like if we're looking for the worst zombie movie we can find, this is already a strong contender for the top spot. Uh, 100%. It kind of feels like it really only can go up from here. Um, But I have thought that before. Yeah. I mean, we, there's been many months where we're like, well, if that was bad, well, these other three are going to be better. And then they're just as bad, if not worse. And you're like, oh, damn, Dracula. Uh, Our Dracula month was pretty much that, uh, where we had like, we started off okay. And then the rest just was just like, yep. Yep. I mean, yeah. But again, like this, this movie, it it, like they, they've got it all. They've got a like 
weird hyper-Christianity. They've got hints at anti-vaxxing. They've got uh, guns are are the ultimate. Uh, we've even got some good old-fashioned solid transphobia thrown in for good measure from a, a character who has no purpose. Uh, it's just, you know, really just a chef's kiss on this film. It's fucking bad. No, don't watch it. Yeah, I, I think that speaks for itself. But that's only one of four the way this this uh, this month may end, we may be like out of the four, strain is the best. That might be the case. Oh God, so I hope not. this is why you guys need to subscribe. Uh, we have bo- we have episodes every Thursday and Sunday, and Sunday is our are going to be our movie review episodes. So you know, hit subscribe so you get notified when our brand new episodes drop every Thursday and Sunday. So you can ride along with us and and cast your vote for which one you think. Do you do you got something else about strain? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? You know, send us a message over on uh, Twitter or Instagram. It's Night Shift MG for both. Hit us up. Uh, let us know what you thought of Strain. If you liked it or disliked it, uh, we would love to hear your side of the story. Uh, either way, um, whether you agree or disagree, I love it when people disagree with movies because I want to debate that. Uh, but when you agree, I also want to hear that because I love the validation. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I personally want to hear from anyone who did like this. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to hear. I want to hear why. Just you, you know, and the only I think acceptable reason I could be like is you know like oh well, Strain One Hundred was my favorite game, and I have very good memories of it. I could be like okay, sure. maybe maybe acceptable, but like sure, not really though, not really. You know, that's like saying like, oh, well, you know, I really loved the Super Mario Brothers uh, game. And that's why I like the the Super Mario Brothers with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Like, okay, well, no, no, that's no, not acceptable, especially now that the new Mario movie's out and it's great. You know, like Bob Hoskins just, and John Leguizamo are reason enough to love that film. You shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I mean, this is true, uh, but also it's it's pretty terrible. It is. <laughs> it is it is pretty bad. Uh, hey, so there you have it, everyone. Uh, episode one of our uh, zombie bracket breakdown for the worst zombie movie we could find uh, for four weeks straight. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, everyone. We super appreciate it, and we will see you next time. Uh, if the virus doesn't get us first. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>